0: Welcome to the Black Equity Podcast. We're now entering into episode 214, 214th episode here on the Black Equity Podcast. We are getting the opportunity to sit down with Cedric Kersey of the Conscience or Crazy Podcast. I had the opportunity and the honor of having this conversation with one of uh, the premier podcasters in the space talking about the different things that are happening within Black culture. Uh, Each episode is a deep dive into the different thoughts, the different reactions, and the different things that we're seeing within our culture. And I think it's always good to uh, take time out throughout your week and pay attention and be alert to the things that are around you. During this conversation, we just allowed it to flow and give our takes on what we're currently seeing, and we welcome Cedric, back on to the podcast anytime. So without further ado, let's get into episode 214, the 214th episode of the Black Equity Podcast, Culture Talk. for another great episode of the black equity podcast i am with my guest today cedric kersey of conscience or crazy uh, podcast i'm really excited about this cedric are you there
1: yes yes how you doing brother
0: welcome welcome to black
1: hey man thank you for having me man definitely uh love the the platform man. love love what y'all doing as well man i feel like we uh we all on the same page and i think that's amazing i think that's that's what it's all about yeah and we're definitely going to touch on that about some of the things that we're on the
0: same page about yeah i don't know we might bump into a conversation of things we disagree about i don't know i guess we'll see we see right but it, it you know it's all in love it's all in trying to understand you know what is our current place in society yeah and so tell us a little bit about you and your podcast for those who don't know
1: all right so um So my policies are crazy. I talk a little bit about uh, everything. I talk about um, sports, politics, I call it. um, Again, politics. Yeah, I like that. We'll get to that. Media, um, you know, hip hop. So I love talking about that as well. And just pretty much everything in between. Sometimes movies, you know, definitely dived in deep on Black Panther. Uh, The message behind it. You know, I just try to um, definitely, you know, find messages in uh, media and uh, flip it and, get, you know, and give the message to the people, you know, as best as I can. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah. So what, when did you first
0: get this passion to look up information, research it, and try to understand the world around you? When did that begin for you?
1: Um, Let's see. That... So that started, so about senior year in high school, um, um, I always knew something wasn't right about, you know, our people's history, like, like pretty much school always started us it, it began at slavery and pretty much, you know, Frederick Douglass and et cetera. They never talked about Benjamin Bannekin, or no important people like that, that designed DC or, but, um. I always knew it was fishy. Like, it has got to be something more to the story. So um, after a while, and sadly situational reasons why, um, that caused me to look more, I mean, including the justice system. Um, sadly, I opened up to the people. I had a trial, and it opened my eyes to how I was treated. So, damn, like, there's got to be four minutes, and Amazing album by the name of uh Tim Pimper Butterfly was out, and that was powerful. That, that album changed my life and had me doing more research about Naga and Niggas. Like, what, what, the, yeah, I mean, we've been lied to, like, <laughs> that's that, true. That that was that album shifted the culture for sure. Oh, definitely, man. I think that's his most powerful album. I think that might be his best album to this day. Mm, mm, I, mm, mm. I feel a hip hop conversation coming, I feel it. Keep yeah. going. Oh yeah, man! Hip hop, man! Higher, infinite power, feeling our like people. And that album, I feel helped and uh, you know, got our people aware. Definitely, yeah. it definitely got me aware. So um, also, um, that album, and then also I was messing with Doctor Umar and Dick Gregory, um, as well. And, yeah, and also uh, Hidden Colors open my eyes once again, like it pretty much let me know like, y'all, yo, we was lied to. Damn, yeah. Jesus was the slave ship. You know what I'm saying? It was a British slave ship. Oh damn. <laughs> they didn't tell us that. Oh wow. <laughs> you know, stuff right. like that. And um yeah, so fast forward I was fourteen and then sixteen, you know, the election was coming. like, man, I gotta say something, man. I know some information I know I gotta So Trump got elected. So that's pretty much when I started this whole thing, literally on election night. Wow. Yeah, I started. So Trump gets elected. Yeah. And it sparks
0: your movement in a way. Yeah. It was always there. But that moment said, "Okay, if you're going this way, I'm going this way. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. I like it. So so you, you, you birthed this great idea. And so, how long has it been now? About two years now. Oh, or not, not two. About three. Going on
1: four. Going on, yeah, going on three. Yeah, yeah, three. Okay, it feels like four years, five years. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to picture Trump in office. So, yeah, yeah, he'll
0: be out a year from now. Okay, so three years that you've been, um, podcasting and really, in a way, creating nonfiction, uh, liter- literature. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> as i'm studying this i'm like wait hold on you literally are writing what is happening with your voice you're literally writing what's happening on a almost uh daily if not a couple times a week basis oh uh, yeah so you you said you you live in dc did you grow up in dc what is the dynamics of dc uh no
1: nah, no nah. i'm from um i'm born and raised in uh, middletown ohio i was born in middletown okay but yeah um but yeah, also, uh, yeah, I bounced around a little bit. <laughs> moved to <Okay>. Atlanta. <laughs> when I, I understand. Well, and then actually to Oklahoma. So I had a military family. And my mother yeah. pretty much moved with my family. was. So we're <laughs> a tight I, uh, I understand as well. I'm Army brat as well, brother. I understand. And then, um, so moved to Oklahoma, halfway of Oklahoma, first grade, we moved back to Ohio to be close to my father. So, yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely a venture. But yeah, also yeah, yeah, DC is a nice city though. Um, I feel like uh, yeah, it's a good city. I love to visit. I love to visit New York as well. I got people in Harlem. Salute to the people in Harlem and Brooklyn. I know, but yeah,
0: dope. Yeah, dope. So you you have this platform, and people start gravitating towards it. How has that journey been of meeting? Have you met new people through podcasting, oh. or has
1: it been a lot of the people you already knew? How's how's that experience? Oh yeah, definitely, man. Um, I'm getting new new listeners and people vibing with it every day. Um, actually, the thing is, some I, some I some I like to express like man, like Google Plus, like that's where pretty much, and I noticed Google Plus went out of here. Like it was like a whole, it was pretty much a conscious Facebook pretty much yeah. google plus like they got rid of google plus like oh dang i gotta keep this moving going they're trying to shut it down like dang because i had right. like, i had like 400 people behind me like and people love the podcast on there but um you know ig you know even though they try to blackball some of my brothers like uh crumb snatcher and you know it's yeah like yeah the truth man and uh are you uh familiar with yorema karama
0: no, no, Educate
1: him. Okay, yeah, yeah. This brother, um, he's also from Ohio, man. He's a truth teller as well, man. Um, definitely uh yeah, he's also on Facebook as well. But yeah, he's a truth teller. I, I don't even know if uh I feel like they took his IG down, but yeah, this brother's message, man, he got Unity Walks. I'm saying he's for the people and um recently a recent issue as well, um, this kid by the name of uh Rashid um mm-hmm. talking about on his live. This kid was expelled from school for talking about a video game. Like the video game was a violence, but he was talking about a video game, you know, and it got missing screwed. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, he'd been expelled since August 30th. It's okay. Right, scholar, you know, in advanced classes. He have not been in school since August 30th. And actually, it's a phone call I got to make to student affairs about this you know what I'm saying this kid is a bright young man and this situation should happen and previously some some white girl in his class said these words to him I kid you not He dropped something by her and then she said if you if you put your hand near me or close to me I will slit your throat or hang you by a tree this is the word wow. said. <laughs> you know what I'm saying
0: and this is where or, or what state is this? This is
1: from South Carolina perspective. Yeah, this kid is uh, based in South Carolina. His family. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's sad what's going on. And um, actually, they got a, a cash app because she, uh, you know what I'm saying? She got an attorney about this because they raided the house. They had cops searching for guns. And this kid is not violent. He's a good kid. No history of, of trouble in school. but uh, But yeah, it's crazy, man these situations happen and sadly that's a that's an example of it in school
0: and so you feel compelled with a story like that to say I may have to check in and see what's really going on
1: yeah yeah man because that's sad this kid is a bright scholar I think uh, after this and I hope he'll open his eyes probably even to turn to homeschool
2: getting
1: treated like that plus Let's be, let's be whole honest about this. Like, ain't no black kids shooting up no schools. We, we, we the most <laughs> peaceful people on this planet, always been. <laughs> right. Yeah, we ain't the one that's drawing this planet, but, you know, already know you already know that. <laughs>
0: yes, sir. I, I, I'm very aware <laughs> of the, the games and the tricks. And speaking of tricks, yeah. you said poly tricks. Poly tricks, yeah. Piled up. Okay. <laughs> okay, so let's break this down. Why do you call it that? And then what do you think of the current climate?
1: yeah um i think uh have polit- politicians always been um puppets on the string you know they they grew as leaders but some actually some really don't have power as they appear to be i feel like um i feel like yeah they they damn near, um you know um uh, magic <laughs> you know? um yeah they pretty much it's it's an illusion i feel um I feel like the change that they want and what they preach is pretty uh-huh. opposite of what they can do actually. But um, but we seen with Obama, you know what I'm saying he helped the gay folks and they got married. They ain't got no problem with you know them getting married. Hey, I mean like Chris Rock said, hey, y'all could be miserable in marriage too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but yeah. But when it comes to economic
0: empowerment, when yeah. it comes to possibly. Uh, uh, shortening this wealth gap when it comes to actually solving a root problem of you know what actually happened to our people. Uh, some say 1619s, you know, all these different dates are, are happening. But either way, yeah. um, you know all this has happened to to our culture, and magically we just you know we got to study that. We have to we have to think about that. Oh yeah,
1: definitely yeah. Yeah, what, what's your viewpoints on um, this current, um, you know, candidacy and all that? Do you believe in voting? And um, Yeah. Wow. Wow. Do I believe in voting? Um,
0: so I come from the school of uh, Claude Anderson, mm-hmm. uh, Powernomics. Okay. And he, he has another book as well. I can't think of it at the time, but it's his latest book. Yeah, salute to him. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I mean, legend, yeah. uh, pioneer, revolutionary. And one of the conversations he was having with Boyce Watkins is something that I'm beginning to uh, adopt. So they're having this conversation on their many YouTube uh, back and forths. That I think they do it uh, once a week. And this is about two, three, four months ago Okay, um, during the summer. And uh, Claude Anderson is saying, you know, if you truly want the power in, in politics, you, um, you have to withhold your vote. Mm. If you don't withhold your vote and, and, and keep giving it over to the Democrats, you're just freely giving it over and they don't have to really fight for it. Exactly. Then they can manipulate you for the rest of your life. you have to say, uh, at least for one cycle, yeah. we're not going to vote. Yeah, man. You can... we're, going, we're going to withhold our vote this, this time around. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: yeah, man. Yeah. I think... Do you agree with that? Or oh, yeah. what do you think? I'm, yeah, I'm definitely agreeing. Yeah, man. I think we could say that. We need to preach that a thousand times to the people. Yeah, man. I feel like... So why do
0: you think so many people say, well, you know, if you don't vote, it's a disrespect to your ancestors who died for you to vote? Yeah. What about what when people say that, what is your take on that? I
1: always go, you know, always... Always immediately go to. I don't think Malcolm X voted. I don't think, um, I don't think, you know, Stokely Stokely Carmichael voted. I don't. (laughs) It's like, I'm a thousand percent sure those brothers knew that they was, you know, pretty much what you said, echoing what you said. Like, I'm saying we can't just give a group of people our vote, expect change, or like, we, we just giving them away. Like, it's, yeah, like, we just giving it away. Like, yeah, I think, I don't, I don't believe individuals such as like once again Malcolm or those those individuals which pretty much I you know and even um even um uh I'm sorry uh Fred Hampton mm-hmm. I believe his group of people you know was voting um, I think they knew it was power in the people and I feel like also capital I'm saying we we need to focus on capital as a people first, because capital and politics go hand in hand, pretty much. Um, I'm gonna say it pretty much, man. Them <laughs> politicians, man they they like strippers, man. They got so many lobbies in <laughs> their pocket they just they just fall in orders.
0: <laughs> that is true. I agree. Um, oh man, yeah, something else that Claude Anderson talks about on Paranomics is the first level is economics so first you master economics then you use your economics to uh actually decide who your politicians are going to be and what are the laws in which you're going to go after yeah and then you use those uh politicians uh to make sure that they hold the justice system in line at all times Mm -hmm. then once you have the justice system in line then that's when you start making sure that you are protecting your media and making sure that uh, you're getting your message out to your people so then you can't be blindsided by any type of information and once you have that then you can focus on proper education for your people Exactly. And so what I feel from what I've studied is we got it backwards because mm, yeah. what happens is we come into society and the first moment our parents can get a chance the first thing they're focused on is education, mm, yeah. And so if we if we take that pyramid or that those five stages on the building, those five levels, mm. and flip it upside down, okay, I go into education, and then the first thing I, I'm exposed to after education is everything that's in the media, yeah. I, I, I get I get. uh sucked in by the music. I get sucked in by the the film. I get sucked in by news and TV shows. And so the media now consumes my life from age
1: I don't know (laughs) six or whatever time you start watching cartoons. Exactly, yeah. The media, man, Um, once again, pretty much why I have Michael, I mean, sorry, my fault. (laughs) Malcolm X Uh as my logo. Pretty much that logo I'm saying the media controls the minds of the masses can make exactly the guilty and the guilty innocent pretty much it controls the minds of the masses man the media you know what i'm saying yeah
0: so what do you do instead if if media controls the masses where do you pay attention to mm-hmm. what do you what do you keep your mind
1: on i guess uh the books of truth um uh any information i can get to uh pretty much just doing you know um just doing research pretty much um pretty much dissecting the lies and flipping it and finding the truth. Uh, mm. Yeah. And, uh, but we talk- people, how do you know the difference between a lie and the truth? That is true. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I-, I ask that because anybody can write a book. Yeah, that is true. Anybody can. Um, that's true. And so if I'm, if I'm looking at it, here's, here's something that, I pay attention to is, I do pay attention to media.
1: Yeah, exactly, me too. You
0: know, I, I'm paying close close attention. Yeah, And I just, uh, a, a wise man, a wise woman can entertain a thought mm. <laughs> without acting on it. Yeah. And so if you, you know, you don't want to overdo it. Exactly. You know, you don't want to, you know, get to the point where there's news and media all the time. Oh, yeah. But what you could do is you could filter the media to fit exactly what you what you need to find that day for your piece of wisdom. Oh yeah, you know, finding podcasts like yours, uh, watching uh, shows like uh, Boyce Watkins, or oh, yeah. even if you don't agree with him, listening to Roland Martin just to see a different perspective of what's going on in your culture.
1: I hate um I hate how they took his show off of TV one because I feel like his message was cool. I, I really, oh man, that was good. Enjoyed his message. Now they they kind of tow up. Um, I don't know if you've seen that episode where they got on Dr. Umar Johnson.
0: Yeah, they got on him. Yeah. Do you, do you think he held his own in that situation?
1: Definitely did. But uh, yeah, how do you feel about this school? Because this school is still, I think it's still in the works, and hopefully, will be you know established. How do you feel about that? And uh, I guess Dr. It's-
0: he was, he was starting a
1: school that never completed. Is that correct? Am I understanding? I feel, yeah. I, I think the school is still currently, um, it, I think it's in the works, but it still hasn't, you know, been established.
0: But yeah. I, I don't have any specific thoughts on it because I don't know yeah. the specifics. Because, you know, when you start dealing with commercial real estate, mm-hmm. sometimes things aren't even in your control. You know, uh, as far as uh, you know, ordinances and, and different things in a, in a particular uh, county or a particular zip code, that something may stop a particular project from happening. Okay. Now, I don't know that to be true in this situation, but it's always gets a little, little tricky when you know people put bold claims out that we're going to do this, yeah. and it doesn't get done, and then the media and everybody around. You know that they, the question that well, you said you were going to do this, yeah, and, then and so
1: money, the, too, like they was the people was tripping about the money, you got possibly <laughs> for the school. Then. Well, yeah, if, if
0: you raise money, and then where'd all the money go?
1: Exactly. If you know that
0: is the situation, mm-hmm. uh, so you know what I would just say is we just focus on what has been built and see if what has been built is of any significance. I uh, know. Uh, P. Diddy has his school. LeBron James has his school. So we we just have to focus on these schools and see yeah. well are they actually implementing the the right right things and how can we improve on top of whatever they're already doing.
1: LeBron got a yeah, pretty much. You got the yeah, his this school is uh, definitely is something to think about. Yeah, it's, I like it's, I like um what he's doing, and I recently seen that um in China they burnt his jerseys. <laughs> so, hey man. It's uh the power of the mouth,
0: man. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 found
1: himself yeah. in the middle
0: of uh a sticky situation. And uh, you know, we, we did talk about it here on black equity mm-hmm. and we we talked about how to silence the NBA. Yeah. Um when I think about it, what 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 did you expect LeBron to do? I'm surprised he said anything to be honest.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, you know, some of them uh, some athletes. You know, they don't talk, and you know, I definitely salute to Kaepernick um, of the world. You know, and um, you know, shoot, we talking about it. I guess you know NFL. Did you did you touch on JC's move? Because we dogged him out. <laughs> yeah, it, it,
0: I, I said, hey, you know, I, I get what you. I can understand the vision. Now let me let me say this. Yeah. I grew up because I, I there has to be a lot of context to this. Yeah, I grew up as a Tupac fan. Hey, me too. Hey, I like it. Right? And so, one of my first introductions to Jay Z was "Fuck Jay Z." <laughs> that was <laughs> that, I didn't even know who who the fuck Jay Z yeah. was. Nah, yeah, that's my. You know, well, not not even nah. Okay, the the voice that that you're hearing on Ether. Oh yeah, yeah. Is Tupac's voice? Oh man. Mm. that's his voice you know they they changed the frequency of it when it says fuck Jay-Z on either that's Tupac saying fuck Jay-Z from a previous song back in 95 and 96 and so I grew up the first thing I knew about Jay-Z was fuck Jay-Z I'm just being honest as a fan and so everything that I know from my entire life, yeah, has been hey, you know, do your thing, Jay. But yeah, the people that I run with, which are the people I listen to, you know, the music and yeah. the different people in the culture, none of them were really
1: ever your fan. They never really liked you, yeah. And um, also with what he how he did, Dame, that was messed up. Like, come on, it, this is a black owned business, damn near. It's like, what are you doing? Like, you gonna sell a brother out. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: I mean once we start looking at all the different moves it's like well, hold on now. Yeah. You know, and I know people love Jay-Z and I think what they love about Jay-Z is the celebrity. Yeah. It's not even <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it, obviously there's a lot of questionable things that you know that he has done. And so I don't know what's real and what's not though. I don't I can't condemn anyone and say well you know, he's wrong and he's not but here's what I do know. Yeah. The first thing that I was introduced to about a guy named Jay Z was fuck Jay Z. Yeah. That's what all I that's all I know for my memory. Yeah,
1: need say more.
0: <laughs> and and so ever since then I've been, been seeing all these different moves over the last twenty something years. And uh he's I have to- no reason <laughs> to question the the first thing that I heard from one of my favorite rappers.
1: Yeah, we um on our podcast we said Jigga a Jigga boo. <laughs> <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong, yeah, don't get me wrong. That
0: Blueprint album, yeah, was smooth. It, it was nice. It yeah, Got classic work. I love I love Reasonable Doubt. Like yeah, it's still reasonable. Element. Reasonable Doubt. I still never grew to love. Yeah. Um. I just, I never grew to love it, but I respect it. Yeah. I respect, I really respect all of his artwork. But if I, if I, if I loved any of his artwork, it was Blueprint. And really, to be honest, his best album to me, this is just me, everybody. Okay. Is the Black Album. To me, that's his best work. But Mm. many people disagree with me. And I like 444. Yeah. American Gangster, maybe, if you take about three songs out. Yeah. But, you
1: know he has he he has a decent catalog. Yeah, his catalog speaks for itself. He definitely got he got. But does he make your top five? Jay Z. Jay Z. Yeah, he's he's up this. Like I say, because I'm I'm a hip hop head. I gotta respect. It's just like Kobe. I don't I don't like Kobe, but you gotta respect mm-hmm. what Kobe did. But that's another conversation.
0: <laughs> we'll get. We can get to that conversation too. Yeah. So who's your who's
1: your top five MCs of all time? If you can put it in order, it'll be nice. Um in yeah, order, I'm gonna try in order, but you know, always, I understand. Always gotta go with the guy I'm seeing Rock him. Okay. And then of course Nas. Uh Okay. And you know, we gotta gotta pay respect, Jay Z. Um
2: Okay.
1: Like now, four and five, let's see. Um I'm a big hey man, I'm a big most deaf man. Okay. My personal five is different from everybody's. I understand. But, yeah. Uh hmm. I'm gonna say, uh, I say most. I say most. deaf. If you not four, he's five. But um, and um, my four, hmm, I'm forgetting about somebody. Um,
0: you got Rock, Kim. You got Nas. You got uh, deaf. Who else did you? Who, who else did you name? Uh, hey, Amen. Uh, Jay Z. Yeah, Jay Z's three. And and so who's number
1: five? Who's always in my Oh uh, man, this is crazy! Um, All right, man, we got documented for 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 the culture. <laughs> Just throw Black Thought in there. no, <laughs> Biggie. Black Thought is sick. <laughs> oh, MF Doom. <laughs>
0: okay, MF Doom. Okay, cool. My, so my we got you. It, it could change next month. Yeah, it, it changes every five minutes. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> we can literally talk tomorrow, and my top five would change. Yeah. Um. So number one, I got pot. Okay. Number two, I got. Ooh, I got. This is this is where I am today. All
1: right. Oh, I forgot pot. Damn.
0: I got Nas at number two. Yeah. I got I got Lupe Fiasco.
1: Lupe, hey, I'm not even mad. At, at, face,
0: at number three, the cool. I got Scarface at four, and I I got Black Thought at five as well. Hey, man, the that's da- where I'm at today. Now, sometimes when I when it, depending on what mood I'm in, Lauren Hill falls in my top five. It depends on if I'm mad at her that day or not.
1: Yeah, Lauren Hill, she she like 50 50. Oh, yeah, man, Scarface, man, definitely. Man, he greets his father with his hand. The diary, man, was crazy, man. Like that, Scarface was a storyteller, man. I love Scarface. I love, Cube, definitely deserves honorable mention too. Cube's work is crazy. Now, when we're talking business, mm-hmm. the top five hip
0: hop business men and women, then I start talking about Q could be up there at number one. But I think someone like a Master P is probably a number one for me because I like the like the way he moves business wise. I know a lot of people I say business, they go straight to Jay Z and that's fine. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. And, and, but for me it's Master P. I like his business moves. I like uh Ice Q's business moves with the big three. Yeah, Q, Q, definitely. I like, uh, you know, someone else who doesn't get the respect Doctor they probably deserve. Queen Latifah, her business moves are tremendous within the culture. She does a lot of production and behind-the-scenes work. Definitely. Um, those are the top three I can think. Oh, someone else that people are not paying attention to but has been holding down uh, parts of the culture for a while is Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon, definitely. Mm. Nick Cannon got to get in my top five uh, hip-hop business people. And then
1: what do you say uh Dr. Dre? I, I I don't put him Okay, I feel you. I'm not even Beats was crazy. I know he made a billion dollar deal or something.
0: Yeah, I see that as licensing. I yeah. see that as it's a great idea. I don't know if he necessarily actually birthed any ideas as far as, you know, products and things like that. Of course the music. Yeah. He birthed. But as far as I'm talking about just the business side, I think a lot of it was just branding of just putting his name on it alone elevates the brand to another level. And I guess I'll be honest with you. What I would throw in there is chameleon. There. chameleon yeah. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Those are my top five, five hip hop business people as of today. Those are the five I think of when I think of if I'm a pattern, my moves and my business moves. Yeah, it, w- it would be a mixture of
1: those five people. Definitely. Definitely. I agree. Yeah, Master now his story is crazy. Yeah. Who whose story? Oh, Master P, man, like yeah, yeah. I was he I's a platform. Yeah, he told how he made a hundred million. It was crazy. Sold a hundred million records. Yeah,
0: and so he took this last movie and he invested uh, about two million dollars into it, yep. and it got he got back over ten million dollars so far, in just one weekend. Smart man. <laughs> and one weekend he was able to put it all in the, the theaters the I got to hook up too Yep, and uh and put it on digital and from what i'm hearing from the interview he did with TI on expeditiously podcast mm-hmm. he uh he got back at least 10 12 13 million dollars all in one weekend that's solid
1: yeah man i feel like if him and cube did this last friday that's another conversation but. <laughs> I don't think it ever come out for Friday, man. But, yeah, I was just listening to uh, Smokey. I mean, man, Faison Love talking about uh Chris, Chris Tucker. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: But, yeah. yeah. You, think, you think that could pull off one, one more? Um, you know, the money always was the issue. Chris Tucker ain't coming back because, you know what I'm saying, he went to Russia to get $20 million.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so I don't think money-wise he's coming back. You know, you know what he stands for now versus Smokey. It doesn't make sense for him to come back, but yeah, I think it'd be nice to see. But yeah, I feel you know, they were,
0: they were talking about DC, uh, Young Fly. Oh, yeah,
1: that'd be a good idea.
0: Possibly stepping in, not necessarily as Smokey,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I guess they could do it that way as well. Yeah, but him stepping in and playing a role, uh, you know, and Fry is similar to how, um. Uh, how they did before with him, and then uh I can't think of the other comedian's name on the other Fridays. Yeah. But then even Cat Williams was on one of those Fridays as well. He's
1: a, uh Cat is one of the realest doing comedy, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Also from Ohio, man. Yeah. And Chappelle is too. How did you feel about Chappelle's uh, special, man? Because people got upset. I... <laughs> I enjoyed it. I mean, it was the truth. I enjoyed truth. He's a truth teller, man. Like he, you know, the truth and the jokes, man. That's where he hides it. And that's the perfect serum for the people. I feel.
0: The episode I came out with right after that is, uh, I forget the name of it, but it was basically saying this really wasn't any, anything really to laugh at. It was. It was to me. It was dead serious. It, it was. Yeah. It was a moment in time for us to say what the hell are we doing in the culture yeah. when we are trying to bring down every single person all this single time uh, to make, make ourselves feel better by tearing other people down?
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. I like how he touched on uh, the gun issue. And I feel like things would change if every brother got a strap. Oh, yeah. You know, got protected. This is America. I love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they would switch everything so fast Yeah. and magically the gun laws, would, would, everything would just, if we did two or three different things, if we all got armed, yep. if we stopped uh, buying from uh, non-black institutions or establishments, if we did those two things, it would shift everything. And then if we stopped playing uh, in these professional sports leagues for one year, yeah, for one year. Everything was shut down. Yeah, they be li- the, the <laughs> so- society would lose its freaking mind if we did those three things. Yeah, because that's how powerful we are. And then I will throw one more in there, not not voting.
1: Yeah, not voting. Yeah.
0: If we do those four things, I mean, what can anyone else do? We move the culture. Yeah, it's
1: our money that's funding all this. Yeah, man, we are, um you know, the money that we spend a year is crazy. And, um, you know, we gotta, we gotta have the mindset of what Martin Luther King did. You know I'm saying them boy, boycotting the bus, like, yo, that was, that was something crazy. Yeah. And then they, they unified, they, they carpooled with one another. Like, I feel like we're not, we're not as close as we once was of one, you know, this society. Like, I was talking to a bus driver the other day. He was talking about how kids cussing on the bus like okay cool like and your parents shouldn't like your parents shouldn't have a shouldn't have a problem with me talking to your kid trying to you know because i feel like we we disconnected as a people like that shouldn't be a problem i'm i'm your people we want people i should be able to talk to your kid and correct them and let you know hey what you're doing you ain't moving right hey junior i'm trying to tell you i'm trying to school you ain't your parent hey listen I'm for you at the end of the day hey let's not do that like I feel like I feel like that's that's out the window like yeah man I feel like we got to get back to that and once again we got to control our even got to control our content and control the narrative pretty much I feel like that's that's what we got to start doing and um, there's some people doing it I think even Dame Dash got his own network now
0: yeah, yeah, he um, he actually is debuting the network. As far as what he says, I can only speak on what he says, and then <laughs> confirming it that it is true. At least in one spot is that he's he's launched it in Charlotte, North Carolina first. Okay, and I don't know if that's true or not. That's what he says, and I just happen to live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay, and so I happen to have access to the 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 Dash Studio, Dame Dash Studios app on my Roku and my Amazon fire and so for eight dollars a month, which right now I'm on free trial, so it really isn't costing me anything, I've picked up so much game. Okay. I mean, I literally last night was watching a documentary where Dame Dash goes to Jamaica to go uh uh basically do business and uh, go speak with Usain Bolt and and build relationships and communication yeah. uh, with the people in Jamaica. And I'll say these three episodes of that particular series, uh, I think it's called uh, Yellow Yams. Oh, man. Mm. So- and the reason why it's called Yellow Yams, and I may have it a little bit off, but I think it's called Yellow Yam, is because that's the type of food that Usain Bolt was fed, uh, that they say made him uh, you know, fast and, and all this good stuff. Who knows if that's true or not? Hey. But, <laughs> but the Ding Dash Studios, I'm not sure if anybody else is able to access it, but I know I am in Charlotte, and I'll be honest with you, over these last few weeks, the content on there is so next level. Now, I don't watch the movies that are, you know... Um, a lot. Some of the movies that he does has violent, you know, a lot of violence in them, and they're very, very ruckus. I heard them sound like it. Yeah. Well, I understand. I understand it. Yeah. Uh, but just for my own psyche, it's like I've I've seen that a lot. Yeah. And I don't necessarily look at those movies yet. I'm sure there's gems inside of them. But what I do look at is everything else. I mean, we're talking, you know, mindfulness. We're talking uh, forbidden knowledge. The, the information <laughs> that they've been holding back from us. We're talking yoga. We're talking all kinds of great uh, information uh, for our people. So yeah, I you'll see me on Instagram talking about it. I
1: love what the movement is
0: for the independent artist and for Black culture.
1: Um, what's the name? Because I'm probably download that today, my brother.
0: <laughs> Dame Dash Studios.
1: Okay. Uh, I, I watch it on my Roku. Uh,
0: I, I watch it on Amazon Fire. Okay. And once again, I heard him say in the interview that he was launching it first in Charlotte, North Carolina, okay. which just so happens to be where I record from. Okay. And so maybe other people across the uh, United States don't have access to it yet, but it's coming. Yeah. And uh, something he said, and I, I posted on Instagram last night, was about how this space allows for him to build a billion-dollar company. Right. He, ex- he expects us to be a billion-dollar brand. And so I'm I'm going to act accordingly to that.
1: Yeah, man. You uh, know, you mentioned like the gun violence a little bit that you've and I feel like it's got something to do with predictable programming. And I feel like, do you feel like at this point, society, at period, do you feel like we're numb to this gun violence? And uh, we can kind of touch on and root it into um, the the two cases now in our uh, Texas, what happened. Do you feel like uh, we're numb to gun violence and numb to this? I feel like predictable programming.
0: Yeah, I I, I I can't help but agree. It's not really much to disagree on yeah. when it comes to to gun violence. Um I don't know if we're numb to it. Okay. But I do know we're something to it. Yeah. And it, it has become a been threaded through our movies. Yeah. It's been threaded through our music. It makes me wonder sometimes, even though we name some really great rappers, yeah, a lot of these rappers that we name, is a lot of other than Lupe, yeah, maybe not even Black Thought. Uh, it's, it's a lot of violence, yeah. yeah, you know, it's a lot of trauma within our communities. Great music, birthed it, yeah, but a, a lot of it
1: is some really some heavy stuff. And you think and, we need? I feel like. We all need to talk to somebody. Do you believe counseling is key for our people to counseling out of the mind, you know, mental health, because it's, it's mental health month. You feel like our mental health definitely needs to be uh, talked about more, and, you know, we need to focus on that a lot more.
0: You definitely, at the very least, yeah. need to have mental health awareness of self. Yeah. If you choose, because everybody's different, if you choose for to take it to a step where I want to go sit down and, and have a conversation with somebody on a regular basis. Uh, if you want to use some of these apps that are out there, BetterHelp uh app, uh, the calm app, you can use these different apps. At the very least, you need to aware be aware that this is a multi-billion dollar industry for a reason. Yeah. Because people are using this, uh using this as a way to get clearer about where their vision is and to center themselves. Cause all it comes down to is how do I center myself? Yeah. And so some people can do that through yoga. Some people can do that through meditation. Some people need therapy. So I don't know if what the answer is, but I do know what the root root problem is. And the root problem is knowledge of self. Yep. Not a- and so once you, once you can get to knowledge of self, however that is, then you're able to truly prosper And do the great things that you're destined to do within the culture. Yeah. So. um... Now, you know, I've been talking about Sip and Share Wines for quite some time. Now you have a chance to enter for a free giveaway. The conjurer bottle, which is the old Vine Zendivel, is now available uh, for a free giveaway. Here's how you enter. You follow Sip and Share Wines over on Instagram. That's Sip and Share Wines. You like the post that is tagged giveaway. And you tag at least five friends. Comment below that post and share with us your favorite red wine. Now, for a bonus entry, tag two more friends with an additional comment. This giveaway closes October 31st at 1159 p.m. Eastern. Winner will be announced on November 1st in the Sip and Share Wine story with a direct message. By entering, participants confirm they are of the age of 21 or older Open to US residents only. Now, back to the show.
1: So, with these uh, situations we keep seeing, and uh, once again in Texas, um, slave patrol, <laughs> I call them um, sometimes. <laughs> uh,
0: slave control, B- break that down for me. Yeah,
1: slave patrol. Um, I mean, the badge, uh, I was about I to think I, I tried to post it. I mean, the badge pretty much reflects. The police officer badge and the slave patrol badge reflect pretty much the same. It looks identical. Mm. It looked that up as well. But uh, yeah. Um, how you feel about Amber getting the amount of time she got, and how you, how much time do you think this brother will get for uh, sister Je- Jefferson, which was shot and killed in her own home?
0: All right. So I I I heard everybody's outcry. And these are great questions, by the way. Thank you. Great questions. Uh, I heard everybody's outcry when the Amber. You know, if I say any names wrong, sorry, I'm I'm really bad with names. But Amber Geiger, she's sitting there, um, getting her hair stroked. Here's what I heard. Yeah, I listened to Roland Martin sit down and give an interview with the judge. Now, I'm not saying that this is true. I'm just saying what this interview. Gave me as far as information. Not saying the information is accurate, just that it's information. Okay. So he, Roland Martin, has a conversation with the judge, and she says the reason why her hair was being patted down the way it was is because we always check. Uh, uh I guess I don't know the right word. Inmates or the the defendant? There's there's the best word. We yeah. always check the defendant's hair uh, after after each break. So I guess if you go to lunch, if you go to Br- whatever, whatever breaks you have throughout the day to make sure that there's no uh, potential uh, weapons in someone's hair, it will be checked. Hmm. Now, I'm not saying that's true or not. That's what her excuse was. Then she also said, I can't do anything about the 10 years that, you know, the defendant had a choice. She could either choose the, uh, the judge to make the decision at the end. Of sentencing or the uh, jury to make the decision. She chose a jury at the beginning of the trial. Okay. And since it's a state-level case, um, there's nothing the judge can do. If it was federal, the, then automatically the, it, w- it would kick in that the judge would have that say of recommending a higher sentence. Yeah. So because it's on the state level, she's not able to do more than the given amount. Do I think the 10 years was um, appropriate? No. Exactly, yeah. I don't think it was appropriate, but it felt like from listening to the two jurors that did appear on TV. Here is a couple things that could be going on, because you know, I don't you know this is a conspiracy, or maybe I am crazy, right? Crazy, yeah. maybe I don't know. <laughs> Will you help me out here, All right. but what if, if if and help me with the name the, the brother that the witness that got killed uh, in the Amber Geiger case? What, what was his name? Um, Baham Jean, I believe. Okay, I said it right. So that brother is killed a few days after the trial. If that,
1: if let's say there is foul play there, yeah, his uh, his uh, neighbor was killed. I forget his name exactly.
0: Yes, that that's who I'm talking about. The neighbor,
1: uh, something Joshua. Yeah.
0: Yes, the neighbor. So I apologize. So the the neighbor is killed a few days after the trial because he was a key witness. Yep. Right. So if if we are to say well there's something fishy going on there then here's here's then what we would also be saying if something fishy is going on there then there must have been something fishy going that down the whole trial behind the scenes yeah. because if you have a jury who's locked away you don't know who got at them yeah. you don't know who the, how that person got threatened or uh, if somebody, you know, has something over one of those jury members to where they say, you know, no more than 10 years, if you do any more than 10 years, um, you know, we'll do this or we'll do this. And so I'm not saying that did happen. I'm just saying, can we really rule out. it out? If if we're saying that a witness is killed or a, a, a person that, you know, took the stand is killed uh, a few days after the trial and people are then speculating well, maybe this happened for a particular reason. If that's true, then that would mean that possibly things were happening throughout the whole trial to, you know, put the fear in the judge, put the fear in, in certain people to make them be a little bit
1: more lenient throughout the entire process. Yeah, his name was uh, Joshua Brown, to be exact. Yeah. And um, it's a lot of cover-ups with that case, man. They're Trying to say he was getting weed or like, It's a lot of stuff they're trying to throw at us to distract us from the fact that he was killed unrightfully, and it's a little fishy. Like, yeah. What
0: stood out to me was you have a black cop that comes out and announces. You said his name was Joshua Brown? Yeah, Joshua Brown was killed, his neighbor, yeah. So Joshua Brown uh, is killed, and then a few days go by, and the next thing we know, there's a press conference with a Black police officer. I'm not sure what his title was, mm-hmm. with two pictures behind him with two black face, uh, two or three black faces, and then he keeps reading the statement saying that you know we've apprehended the sus- uh, suspects, you know such and such black male, such and such black male, such and such black male, and it's like okay, it's like we're overdoing the blackness on this entire uh, ordeal. It's like you got the black police officer with the black faces behind him. Talking about black, 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 black to try to show you that um look, look what his own people did to him. Yeah, it's they're painting this narrative of yeah, you know, he's a big time drug dealer, and and look what look what happened to him.
1: And, and it goes back to uh, sadly the Dave Chappelle joke. I've been seeing that trend. Like, uh, it's like I don't even want to call the cops sometimes. Like, and and sadly, uh, the neighbor of uh, sister uh sister Johnson. Um um Johnson, he he said like man, he's feeling guilty because he called the cops to help her out and they killed her. Like that's insane. Like you can't even call for help. They might kill you in your own house. Pretty much to that joke. Like he's still here. Let's get him. Like nah, I called you for the help. <laughs> it's, like, it's like man. It's insane.
0: I saw it trending. People are saying, hey look if something happens with me, don't call the police, Yeah, yeah. you know and, um, you know, we we, we have to create something within our communities Uh, we had before the Black Panther Party, we have to have something in place where it's like, we need to call our own people and we have to trust that those people are going to do what they say and going to be, you know, honorable men and women in the community, and so we really need to replant uh, you know, something similar, I don't think it has to be an or overt thing. I think it could be done privately, and only we know about it. It doesn't have to be something that's public. Yeah, um, but we have to have something in place within our community to to go to uh, for our own justice. Definitely,
1: man. Yeah, definitely, man. Because uh, it's just us out here, and I feel like we we gotta we once again we pretty much gotta do what the to do: police the police the neighborhood, help the neighborhood. Because these cops, sadly. Harming the neighborhood and harming, you know, the people. This is a constant trend, and yeah, man, it's ridiculous, man. But yeah, but in order to do that, that means we would
0: actually have to uh, have community with one another, yeah. And that would mean that you and I would actually have to speak to one another, exactly. And we would actually have to build a common ground with one another, even if we disagree on topics, we would still have to find some type of common ground
1: with one another. Yeah, I seen um I seen a post out of the other day. It's like black man or even black is like I've been finding about black, you know, Negro and then translating the Greek and Latin means dead corpse. So I've been like, ah, black. It's like but for the people like but it said black man. <laughs> um it's, stop stop me mugging stop mean mugging your, your fellow brother and like yeah, it's something to think about. Like I know in New York it's like, yo, nobody smiling, you know, rock him. <laughs> it's like, you know what I'm saying. But I realize, yeah, sometimes we do like out of fear, like oh, like yo, we should we should head nod at the least. Like, what's the problem? Like, I try to at least head nod at least to a couple brothers a day. Like, if not, like yo, alright, cool, He mad, just <laughs> <laughs> something wrong with him. He, I leave him alone. He had a bad day. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I feel like we got to get back to that mentality, like, because uh, at the end of the day, like, we should. We should rock with our own people. And I feel like culture-wise, you know what I'm saying, be honest, we got people that's the only culture. Another time, the only culture white people have is uh, dairy products. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. You're on point. Yeah, man. We got to get back to we got to get back to, you know, being on one accord, because I think that's where that's where it all matters, man.
0: I agree. Have you seen this uh, story that's happening as we're, you know, uh, airing Mm this Earlier this morning, uh, Elijah Cummings, Representative Elijah Cummings, uh, passed away. My brother
1: just sent me something on that. Yeah.
0: And so, you know, we will be Definitely in, in in the wrong to not at least speak yeah. uh, about one of his last last moments uh, in his career is going toe to toe with Donald Trump, mm. yeah, over Baltimore and Bal- uh, Donald Trump calling it a uh, rat infested uh, city and you know Elijah Cummings having to stand up for the city of Baltimore. Yeah. You know, when Donald Trump does those types of things at certain cities and certain countries, what do you think his uh hidden agenda really is?
1: Yeah, and it says key figure in the Trump investigation. Like yeah, they keep getting rid of these witnesses like, yo, people don't want to put the pieces together or key figures like yeah. It's it's sad, man. Baltimore, you know, Yeah, i think it's i think it's ridiculous and so how did he pass uh if you i
0: i know the family uh just put together from um long um long ongoing you know health issues that you know caused it i don't know you know he's you know 60 i think he was 68 if i'm not mistaken but um yeah I, I don't I don't know for sure, but the family says that it was from long 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 going health issues uh personal issues but you're right it it kind of raises an eyebrow uh especially you think about this you think about John singleton rest in peace yeah John. and it's like, hold on, what's going on whenever we start getting to the root of an issue, you know, with snowfall, they're looking into
1: yeah. What what did the government do? Oh yeah, kill the messenger. Um if you haven't watched that movie, um this dude uh Gary Webb, he exposed the truth and and uh his death so called or assassination, I say two bullets to the head. I don't think somebody would commit suicide as they well yeah. That movie was crazy. It's called Kill the Messenger for the people. It's something to look into. Like he was telling the truth. And you know, somewhere down the line, he ended up so called committing suicide. It's a little fishy, but yeah. And so, being a truth teller and a truth seeker
0: is not for the weak. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, it this 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 uh noble endeavor that you and I have embarked on, yeah. of finding truth and, and seeing what is truth and then you know deciding well, we think this is truth and this isn't true but really do we ever really know but we really find out if it's true when everybody starts running and when when people start disappearing because they know yeah. the truth is how you, you you can tell the truth when you hit the truth people start scrambling
1: yeah i mean trump fired that one guy cuz he was in the feds like he fired fired somebody as well close to finding some information out so yeah it's dope. It's dope. Uh, so let's turn to
0: uh, something that's has got to pop up, man. It's uh, the NBA season is around us. Okay. And uh, I want to talk about what your thoughts are on uh, the NBA versus the NFL. You know, I had an episode where we were talking about the uh, how to silence the NBA. And we played the clips where LeBron is saying, you know, those old white men in yep. uh, the NFL, they have a slave mentality. Yeah. And the NBA, we're not like that. And then still, this happened. Labor still slavery. <laughs> right. And so this happened. So what is your take? You know, when we look at the black equity involved here. Yeah. What is your take between NFL ownership and NBA ownership? Is it just arguing who has a better master? Pretty much.
1: Damn you didn't said it, yeah. <laughs> but I'm i I'm with I'm with Killer Mouth. I mean killer Mike. if you have to kill a mite Um, you know, buy buy our own shit and kill our masters, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, man. Uh it's pretty much who has the better master. And uh and they talked about that as well, some more on the Revolt Summit. That was a I love the overall message of the Revolt Summit, but pretty much F one, they have the better masters to the NBA players versus um President NFL.
0: Was T I wrong for the way he spoke to Candace Owens? Are you talking about that... you started with that bullshit? <laughs> right. Was he right or was he
1: wrong? What do you... Um he was how do you see it? Um I felt like he was right, but the fact that she got on stage and talked her piece was I feel like was our community once again getting, you know, the left and right, you know, the left and right frames connected. I feel like it's important to have those conversations even with her. I feel like if we all could get on one accord, I'm fine with that. Like, because a lot of the
0: stuff she was saying was correct.
1: Yeah, yeah, she was in a bag. Like, research wise, she probably, she probably, <laughs> I'll be Ti as well. Like, I might just have to cuss her out to kill the subject. <laughs> mm.
2: In a
1: bag, I, I definitely. She's an intelligent individual. I see that. Like, yeah, she. Yeah, and kill him. Yeah, like yeah, he,
0: he pointed. Kill at- Killer Mike. He he killed it. I, I I would refer people to go listen to. um expeditiously where T.I. and Killer Mike sit down on two different episodes and kind of give their reflections on what happened at the Revolt Conference. Yeah. And they um, also talk about it, doing things the Atlanta way and how, you know, what their journey was being in Atlanta. Um, but yeah, I found I found the conversation to be be very liberating. Yeah. But then I also saw where ego who got the best of some people. <laughs> definitely. And, and it's like, I'll be honest with you, she may not be the one, but we really should be listening to our women more.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: I mean, Killer Mike, he did his thing. And T.I., he did his thing. Yeah. And I know that you have to put them in the middle because they're the bigger names. Yeah. But I really care more about what Jamika Mallory has to say. And I care more about what Candace Owens has to say, yeah. because it's going to be a woman in our community, maybe not Candace Owens, but it's going to be somebody yeah. in our community that's going to be that leader. You go, you, you really want to have a woman um, within our community lead us, because if you if you teach women, you change a nation. Oh, yeah. And so it's, it's, it's going to have to be the great women from our community that are going to have to be able to speak up on those types of stages. And then we need to be there as support to make sure that if anything happens to them, uh, well, to step in before anything happens to them. You know, and so I, I really want to hear more from uh, Tamika Mallory and Candace Owens than Killer Mike and T.I., just being
1: honest. Yeah, I was talking to somebody like, why you don't got too many female guests? Like, damn, you're right. I definitely for, I'm definitely for the Queen's voice. I'm definitely, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, it's something. To, yeah, all- yeah. Well, the, what women are going to do
0: when they come on your podcast? Yeah, is they're going to elevate the conversation immediately. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and that's why I love having really great women on Black Equity Podcasts, is because it immediately I'm 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 sitting in front of God. Especially if we're talking about a black woman. And, and I'm, I'm sitting in front of God yeah. when I'm talking to my black queens. Yeah. Now, if they know they're guys or not, that's none of my concern. Yeah. But literally in front of me is God. Yeah. And there's yeah. going to be wisdom that that black woman, even if she hasn't reached her full understanding of her own godly, godliness, yeah. she's going to be able to bestow upon me. Yeah. And we have to see women that way. Yeah.
1: I, I got in a convo last Friday, man. <laughs> he kind of told me up, man. Like, I couldn't. <laughs> it's like... You got a comment? Yeah, No, I had, had a convo, had a conversation with a... Oh. Black queen, a queen,
0: she yeah, kind of
1: killed me in the convo. Man. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what was it pertaining to if you're allowed to elaborate? Uh, like we was talking about the Kundalini, she wasn't like some things she wasn't having, and like you know, the seven, I was like, all right, whatever. And then we talked about, I talked about how time is illusion, <laughs> it's like it's supposed to be 10 months, not 12, you know what I'm saying? August and July are made up, but uh uh-huh. having something like, yo, <laughs> some of these, yeah, but yeah. I believe I time is an illusion. Yeah,
0: and for, at least you know to me. Yeah,
1: Julius. Uh, Caesar, I mean, pretty much the twelve months he created that he created that that calendar. People don't realize that. Like,
0: look at who created it.
1: Uh, Julius Caesar. He created okay twelve month calendar which we have now, and people don't know about the pagan holidays. You know, Halloween is actually Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you know, what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, well, yeah. I always encourage people
0: to <laughs> don't look at it. Look, don't look at time. Look at seasons. Seasons. Mm. Earth has seasons. Yeah. And you know, relationships have seasons. Everything is seasonal. Yeah. And so, uh, it, I learned that from listening to KRS-One. Mm. And uh, he has a, a video on YouTube where he talks about the Matrix. Mm. And we uh, we actually have an episode early on. It's probably the first 50 episodes where I'm, where I'm studying that conversation. And he's really breaking down yeah, the, major, um, the matrix <laughs> don't and how this. fake everything is. And he said, stop looking for the truth. Look for the lie. Mm. Say that again? And stop looking for the truth and look for the lie. Man. The, yeah. the lie is where the truth is. Exactly. The truth is the lie. Man. Yeah, The the lie is the truth. <laughs> and here's what I mean by that for those who yeah. are hearing me say the same thing in different ways. Yeah. Sadly, if say you get caught not you, let's say a person gets caught uh for a crime. Yeah. And they're sitting in the uh police station, and let's say the police people are all good people, and so This person is sitting in in the the police place. They come in and they question him. And he has all these different answers. But they have everything on tape already. Mm. And so all these different lies are, are, you know, piling up from this person. And then they hand him the, the videotape. And then he realizes, you can see the glaze over his eyes. He realizes he's been caught.
2: Mm.
0: (laughs) See, when you have somebody sitting there giving you the lie, that was the truth. The truth was that this person decided to lie. Mm. Yep. And so if we take that basic understanding, everything is really an an illusion and a lie. Man, yeah. If, If we really think about it. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, it, we, we, Karis one talked about how when, once he jumped all the way into the matrix, he became hip hop, mm. but really he's not anything. He's just some dude that, <laughs> that we see as somebody that's important yeah. because he sold records and it. He's just some dude that wakes up every day and has backaches. aches. And stomach aches, and you know, uh, is a flawed individual. Yeah. But when you tap into the matrix, now you become a lawyer, a, a hip hop person, a podcaster, an author,
2: yeah.
0: uh, all the different things that we call ourselves in society. That's when we tap into the matrix. Yeah. But really, we just we just whoever you was born as, and that and that just a, a name. We don't even know that name isn't even real. Yeah. yeah. We're just a soul, trying to find our way in this human experience. And so, if you really want the truth, pay attention to the lie.
1: Yeah, man, the lie, man. <laughs> people be trying to dissect me. He's like, "Hey, man, <laughs> yo, look it up." He's like, "Some people don't want to look it up, but I, right, then you would never understand. If you don't find out for yourself either." <laughs> like,
0: you're not. If you're not a wisdom seeker, yeah, you're not going to last too long in this. In this matrix, because mm. um, you really have to, you know, tune in and be aware of what's really going on around you at all times. So, as we're coming towards the end of this episode, and as people are listening to this episode, how do people hear more of your content and uh, be a part of your brand and part of your movement?
1: Um, well, um, I'm, I'm also, well, I'm on Anchor, Salute to Anchor. I'm glad you rock with Anchor as well.
0: Uh, yes, sir.
1: Um, so also Spotify as well. I'm on Spotify, Conscious or Crazy, two question marks. Um, or you can just look it up as Conscious Said. So, um, so con science and then this D at the end, if you want to spell it like that. But, uh, also I'm on IG, um, pretty much Conscious conscious said 21 and um so once again conscience with the d at the end 21 but um also i'm bringing back my um soundcloud i had had like 80 so-called 80 podcast episodes on um sound yeah okay i took it down for a while but um but yeah um also on youtube um conscious crazy and uh if you see michael Max, and then you found the podcast i'm podcast on YouTube. You found the message on YouTube and I got a couple videos of hidden colors on there and um once again Bobby Hemmett exposing the Kundalini energy, the Serpentine Fire, etc Um yeah, um yeah. Definitely uh Google podcast everywhere. It's pretty much everywhere. Just look up conscious Conscious Crazy. It's uh, it's all over the place. Cast box, pocket, um yep.
0: Love it, love it uh, I love it, so, um, as we look into a, a final point here, mm-hmm. what is kind of a vision for what you where you wanna take your brand and the things that you wanna accomplish with the content that you're putting out, the different people you're meeting, what type of guest uh would be a really great fit to come on your show and and add more wisdom, add more truth? Point out the lies, who are those kinds of people that you would want to work with?
1: um professors, even some professors, truth tellers um um educators i' I'm, I'm fine with educators coming onto the show as well. um I also talk about hip hop so I'm fine with um musical guests, you know artists um I got a friend that raps uh as well, so I'm fine with a genre a whole horizon of people you know coming onto the show. You know, if I feel like your viewpoint is important or different, I definitely, uh, definitely, uh, add you to the podcast. Cause yeah, I got a lot of guests, man. Cause I love peop, I love other perspectives. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what it's all about. And then just colliding all our, pretty much all our perspectives, all our viewpoints is one and just getting all yeah. support. But yeah, anybody, welcome to the show. Um, educators, um, anybody really? Yeah, definitely
0: have you had a chance to uh, come to some of these conferences within the culture and and sit down and speak with some of the educators about the kind of how they see society as of today?
1: Um, I'm glad you brought that up and actually, and this also ties into other situations going on in Dayton now. Um, So we, um, a friend of the show, um, Leon, uh, Leroy, sorry, Leroy, he's a poet. Um, He's uh he's opening up or he's in he's in transition to open up uh a Baldwin cafe. Um African American books, um it's gonna have vet vegan, healthy foods, etc. Um, I feel like that's that's starting as well. And also we got Dayton. Um we also got a movement going on in Dayton as well. We got we got a we got activists, we got artists all in the one. So it's a movement going on here. So that's probably where I probably tend to um, connecting with the people as well. But yeah.
0: Well, definitely keep us updated. That's Dayton,
1: Ohio. Yeah, it's called Dayton Black. um, Dayton Black Professionals. Um, Should you could find it on. uh, I can send it. I can send it to you as well. uh, Okay. Well, yeah, we got some Dayton Black Professionals. Yeah. Cool
0: uh yeah that that sounds like something i I definitely uh would love to you know promote and and get out there you know our biggest thing here is to make sure everybody stays connected yeah and we find a way to like you said put our different ideas together um and just grow and expand and build and just um uh, you know really take the culture to another level. We really have the responsibilities in our hands. To write our own story and decide our own narratives, yeah. uh, and once we realize that, you know, really we're we're unstoppable. Oh, definitely.
1: And they they know that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're scared of us, man. Matter of fact, it makes me think of a Nas song. Okay. Where uh, on that last Nasir album, I actually enjoyed it. I don't know why everybody. Yeah, people don't want to listen to Nas, so it's cool. That's what it is. <laughs> I mean, it, it's like as soon as Nas comes out with something. You know, people just, you know, automatically say, oh, the beats aren't good enough. And then when the beats are good enough, oh, it just didn't sound right. They said it's, it's like they, they
1: about J. Cole, too. They'd be trying to kill J. Cole about the beats and all that.
0: Who right now is the best in, in hip hop, uh, in your opinion? Is it is it J. Cole? Is it Kendrick? Is it somebody I'm not even thinking of? Man. Who who currently is the
1: best right now? be honest, man, it's me, man. You know what I'm saying? I've been... <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you got an album out already? It's, it's killing it now. something. Oh, okay, I'm about to say I need to check out the album for real. Uh, I, I always thought I could be a ghostwriter for real, but um, nah. But seriously, um, I think Kendrick it's it's definitely got to be Kendrick or J Cole, man. It's interchangeable as well, man. I I can't pick either two because a body of work speaks for itself. So, I think Yid is the MC on the, on the come up too. He could he could rap. But, uh, it's definitely... I'm hearing a lot about JID being the, the next up. Yeah, he raps like Little Wayne, man. Like he's in the pocket, man. He's he's coming down. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, I, I I mean I've heard a little bit, and so I'm I'm going to pay more attention.
1: But yeah, Jake, um, he just did a group a guru track, man. Salute to Guru, Gangstar. Um, yeah. man, that was a beautiful moment. Yeah, that's definitely a moment.
0: I don't know if it really. I don't know if it hit everybody the same. But it definitely hit me. Yeah, and so I, I can only you know at, at this point in my life, I just take in my experiences and just enjoy them, you know, for myself, and then if other people can you know relate, that's awesome. But that is, um, that's the perfect song to play every year um, at a barbecue. Oh, yeah. uh, um, <laughs> that that is. Oh man, that's the song. Yeah, and it, it, it's time. It's gangster stuff is so timeless. Oh yeah, rock and uh, they don't. You know they don't get the credit, but man, it was beautiful. Yeah. What do you think about uh, uh, Rhythm and Flow on Netflix? Have you had a chance to check that out? I,
1: and, I and Checked and out. five at, minutes of it last night. <laughs> you looked at five minutes of it. Five minutes. See, I died in. I died straight into Wu Tang. I've been watching the Wu Tang. Uh, I've been watching the Wu Tang series, so on on Hulu, right? Yeah, man, I love, I love, I love, I love, uh, I love the storyline, man. RZA, RZA and Ghost—I mean, um, not uh Ra- Raekwon and Ghostface—relationship is crazy. But I ain't trying to spoil the show for them.
0: No, no, I, I've, <laughs> I've been watching too. Um, it's so yeah, it's good. It, it's um, did you did you catch the last one that just came out? Yeah, this week.
1: I watched that one, man. They stole his stuff, man. Yeah,
0: man. You know, so they, they think it's a hundred thousand.
1: You know who I blame?
0: And then the he says the sixty. Who do you blame?
1: Man, ODB, man, in front of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> sixty grand, like yo, that's why. Yeah. He's in it, hotels, like yo, he's trying to stay humble. Dude was behind him the whole time, lurking. Like
0: yeah. You're right. And so there's there's a valuable lesson, right? You know, you know, get your money, but. Uh, some people are not in frequency with you. Now, here's the thing. I, I do want to speak on that. Yeah, okay. Because in our culture, we have this fear of not wanting to talk about money.
2: Yeah.
0: And I think that's a, I, I think that's a bad idea. I think it is good to talk about money, but you got to know the frequency with the person in which you're speaking to. Because see, if you don't talk about money, then that means you're not talking about your contracts. And then that's when you get a bad contract from Tommy and they can just drop you yeah. and get rid of you at any time.
2: Mm.
0: So you have to talk about money in one setting, but on the street corner uh, next to pay phones and with, you know, two of your fans may not be the best time to be talking about $60,000. Exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, you know, for those who haven't watched the episode, that should be enough for you to, to step up and say, let me go look at this Wu Tang show. Yeah. You know, um, how do you feel about um it it's its quality level? Do you feel like it, it was a good partnership to work with Hulu? Do you think it you know it was two different You know, instead of working with Netflix, how do you feel about the Hulu
1: move? I think uh, I think it's working out fine so far. Um, I think Hulu was a good idea. I think it could have been. You never know because Netflix they got a lot going on. Hip hop, you know, hip hop revolution, all that.
0: Which is which is a great doc.
1: Definitely. So it will make sense to go to Netflix too. But yeah, Hulu they definitely they definitely top two out here. (laughs) They're trying to take. Here's the thing.
0: Yeah. if net, sometimes Netflix's uh, success becomes our leverage, and here's what I mean: if we as content creators create good enough content, and we go to uh, these other platforms and say, "Hey, if you don't pick this up, I'm going to Netflix," yeah, uh, that gives that gives that person a lot of leverage because they need a piece of our culture. Oh, definitely. Now there was something that happened the other day on the Joe Budden podcast. Hey, okay, Joe Budden
1: podcast. Yeah, we can talk about it.
0: <laughs> it, 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 the Joe Budden podcast. Uh, about halfway through, he calls out Charlemagne. Okay, and uh, and for those who are wanting a reference point, uh, let me pull up the actual uh, episode title: Episode two eighty nine. Yep, you mm-hmm. know my body and
1: yeah, joe,
0: it is joe button podcast is some joe button joe podcast the 71 minute mark it says joe has a message for his peers and media hmm. and he calls out netflix he calls out charlemagne and here is what he's talking about and i want to make sure we get this on the podcast right. he talks about um netflix called him up and said, hey, what do you think about doing a, a, you know, if we did a rap competition show, what would it look like? Would this be a good idea? Would this be a good idea? This would be a good idea. Joe Budden then uh, says, well, if I did it, I would do it this way. Yeah. Something to that effect. Next thing you know, Netflix goes on to build a show out, get everything in, in order. And instead of picking him to be the host, they picked T.I. Man. Which is fine. You can pick whoever you want, but then here's where it gets a little bit trickier. Yeah. There was a pre-show that comes out where Charlemagne hosts yep. uh, of the the State of Flow. Yep. And uh, Joe Bunny then says, okay, well, you didn't want me to host it. You said you couldn't have me for that. Why wouldn't you have me do the interview? Exactly. Uh, okay. Um, and so here's the nugget that I hear. Joe Budden says, "I own all of my own content." Exactly. Now, have you heard? Did you hear this part already? Nah, I'm
1: pretty much yeah. I pretty much know Joe. He owns his stuff.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, "I own my own stuff, and I don't have to go around chasing bags, and I don't have to imagine." If someone said, "Hey," You want to, you know, so someone offered him a bag. Let's say Hulu offered him a bag mm-hmm. and said, hey, we can do the breakfast brunch instead of the breakfast club, right? Yeah. You know, we can do breakfast brunch and have you and this person and this person do our morning show. Yeah. And and he said, that's just nasty. I would never do that. I would never go and do a show that's a total rip off of somebody else's idea. Exactly. And so he says, imagine if all the hip hop uh interviewers came underneath one roof and joined their had their own media company. Okay. He 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 talked about him, him being Joe Budden, uh Charlemagne, Elliot Wilson from Rap Radar, mm. um, I'm missing one. Uh but imagine if all these people came together and you know put, oh uh Sway You know, all these different people came together underneath one roof. Oh, Noriega is another person. He was Noriega, man. Yeah, (laughs) Norie. And so he said, "What if all of us had our own conglomerate, and we didn't take the Netflix check, or we didn't take those outside checks, and we built it ourselves?" And so, I wanted to make sure that we mentioned that on the podcast because I think that's going to be a moment. Unless Charlemagne responds in the upcoming episode of The Brilliant Idiots. Uh, I think it's going to uh, either just go away. No one's going to even think about it. But if he responds, it becomes a true story yeah. of what the heck are we thinking about when we, you know, try to compete instead of collaborate?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Man, we we run around. We got we got the European mindset. Like, yo, no, nah, nah. We just gonna get the bag. Like, we ain't we ain't really standing standing with each other. At the end of the day, we say something and then our movements. A totally opposite what we trying to preach but yeah um he also said like um producers and all that they need a union he always brought these up these things up so joe he always stood on collaborate, you know a un a union effort he always thought about that and that's the type of dude joe is joe joe was like yo we should move together instead of you know but that's the problem um yeah, I think that's that's an issue within too. That's that's something to
0: think about. Now there there is there is two different approaches because yeah. I look at T I and I look at what he's doing with hustle and flow and I think he's doing a marvelous job. Yeah. Um and I think I'll be honest with you, I think T I has done more of his podcast in the first ten episodes than Joe Budden
1: has done in all of his episodes. Combined. Ooh, you're talking about a guest or the content-wise?
0: Um, the substance. Okay. Well, if I'm looking at substance, and I'm looking at TI's podcast, yeah. he's had a four-hour conversation with Killer Mike about how to really improve our communities. Yeah. He's had a three-hour conversation with Alex... Uh, what's his name?
1: Yeah. I seen a little bit. They were talking about. They was talking about uh, Beyond Burger, Burgers like that.
0: Human meat, and oh, yeah. And so he had that conversation. He sat down with Nick Cannon and had a two-hour conversation about some real stuff. He sat down with Master P and had a conversation about some real stuff. He tackled the top fifty hip hop list, put Pac at one. I mean, when I'm looking at what he's done in less than ten episodes, maybe a little bit more. Uh, I'll be honest with you. All those episodes of Joe Budden are entertaining. It's entertaining, exactly. It's fun, and there are there are those moments here and there, five minutes here, five minutes there, where it's like, ooh, this is this is the gem of the episode. But if I'm talking about from the zero zero mark to the end of a, a podcast episode, yeah. it's gonna be hard to beat uh, Ti's first ten episodes. <laughs>
1: I, I've been loving every episode so far I seen um, T.I. Yeah, he, he definitely, he definitely got it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and so, you know, he may not own
0: all of his own stuff. So
1: here's here's what the argument is. Oh, yeah, because uh, grand, you know, grand hustle and all that. Like, yeah, there's some there's some things T.I. don't own fully, but yeah, gonna.
0: Well, he talks about that a little bit when he when Master P comes on the podcast and Master P had a 60-40 uh, deal, I believe it was. No, it was an 85-15 80, uh, 80, deal. And so basically he keeps uh, 85% of the profits and gives 15% uh, to a tra- uh, distribution. And that's how he was able to build uh, his platform. We look at uh, Tyler Perry having you know complete ownership but T.I., the way he pr- approaches it is, let me do a joint venture. Mm-hmm. He, he There's no wrong way. You know, Master P. is more of a, I want to control as much as possible. The yeah. um, T.I. is more of a 50-50 guy. Hey, let's go on at 50-50. Let's do a joint venture. Yeah. And, you know, you provide all the equipment and all the things that I need and the travel and the expenses. And then you get a kickback of all the all the money that we you know we gather together. And so there's no wrong right or wrong way. Joe Budden has built a platform where uh it's 100% owned by him and then now he does a, an agreement and licenses his, his podcast for a certain amount of time uh on Spotify. There's no wrong way to do it but we do have to understand that not everybody's going to you know go along with the way that we want it to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. Joe, when Joe gets in his bag. He does. He gets in his bag. But yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of. It's a lot of. It's a lot of hood poly, I mean, uh, rap politics out here too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Everybody is, you know, they're positioning themselves, my brother.
1: Yeah, man.
0: Everybody's trying to position themselves for their own legacy. You know, there was a time in the game.
1: It was a time I didn't really mess with Charlamagne. At one point, like, man, who was this? Who's this dude? Who, who's the guy? What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> so when did when
1: did it change? Or
0: did it not? Did it
1: change? A couple years ago, like, yeah, like probably 16, maybe 17. Was like, man, I'm wrong. And this brother, okay, the guy, I understand now. Like, I, well, I don't think you were wrong. I think he evolved. Yeah, I think him personality-wise, like, yeah, he's still, he's still iffy, but, like, yeah, we're gonna.
0: Yeah, I think what happened was he was evolving and he evolved to a place where it was more acceptable to kind of listen to some of the things he had said. I'll tell you what he evolved. When mm-hmm. Dame Dash came on The Breakfast Club and um, this is, oh man, this is almost five years ago. Yeah. He comes on The Breakfast Club and he basically tears into DJ Envy and Charlamagne and says... I'm tired of you being excited by having a boss. I'm tired of you yeah. telling people on the on the radio that they can't own their own stuff. Mm. And when that happened, that's when you start see, seeing the changes in the game. Everybody started going out and owning their own stuff. It was Dame Dash <laughs> that woke everybody up, if we're
1: being honest.
0: Yeah. You know, that conversation really shifted everything.
1: I think, yeah, we, we got used to that is a mentality, yeah. Like we don't want to. And I was talking to once again the same bus driver, like owning stuff instead, like the renters, the renters mentality, instead of owning the house, the renters mentality. we are just gonna rent. Yeah, yeah, we just rent. You don't want to? Nah, we just gonna rent. We're gonna rent again. <laughs> and just, so
0: there's there's three mentalities. There's a renters mentality. There's a buyers mentality. Yep. And then there's an investors mentality. Investors, yeah. Because if I'm if I'm going to buy something, I want to buy an investment property that is going to yield me some type of cash flow. Yep. If I buy a single family house that's just going to be me, then it becomes uh, a liability in many ways.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But if I can if I can buy a piece of property that is going to yield me a good uh, significant return on investment while I'm living and moving and vacationing and doing different things, and then I can build uh, several of those in my portfolio, that's when, it, when the game becomes fun. Yeah. And so it's not just renting and buying, but if we get to the point of investing and yeah. this investment is paying me every single month for the rest of my life, that's when the matrix shift. Yeah. But we have to we have to understand the difference between debts and liabilities in order to think that way. Mm, yeah. Assets and liabilities rather. So yeah, um, I'm glad we have this conversation. Are is there any other topics that are going on in the culture that you wanna make sure that we cover? Man,
1: um Yeah, man, we touched on a lot, man. Definitely definitely need to do this again, man. I definitely appreciate the you know, uh, the opportunity to be on your platform as well, and um, also, man, you're gonna come over to uh you're 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 not you're not a guest, hey man. We family, man. Definitely come over, man. That's... Just
0: just just let me know when when it's available. I'll be happy to uh come on the podcast and, and uh, you know, be a, be a guest on the podcast and have a great conversation. Just let me know when, and I'm down.
1: Definitely, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate you, man. Definitely get some hip hop combos, top fifty talk, etc. Now, I'll be honest with you.
0: Yeah, I am probably not gonna do a full fifty. 50- it's too many damn people. <laughs> <laughs> I can do like left out. I can do ten. Yeah, in like different sections. So here's what I mean. Like if, yeah. if if we if I come on there and we we work it out, what I'm thinking is I can do top ten you know, rappers, okay, then I can do top 10, maybe women rappers, and then maybe I can do top 10 lyricists, but yeah. to, to top 50 of anything, <laughs> it's like, okay, y'all just lying, there's no way number 34 is that much better than number 39, y'all just throwing up, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's too close, but top 10, I feel good about, uh because it narrows it down for me, but yeah, I'm open, man, just let me know. Uh, when we can make that happen, so we can we can bless the audience with uh, with both of us talking again. And you're welcome to come come on the show in the future. We can you know have it quarterly where you come on and we talk about the different things that are going on in the culture.
1: Yeah, man. Um, I guess. Um, are you big on? I mean, I feel like the people we shouldn't really celebrate Halloween. Uh, I don't know. Are you uh mm-hmm. Halloween? <laughs> um. For but like all, like I talked about it all souls day like and cuz I know in New yeah. Orleans like in, in New Orleans they got their own thing on which celebrates their ancestors so I guess in that form we should rock with Halloween but
0: I I think you I believe you can take everything yeah and make it your own yeah that's true and so like even Christmas I'm like ah, I'm good yeah, but exactly. what I am looking at is Kwanzaa. Okay. And so here's what I'm picturing for our vision is we have a big celebration the day before Kwanzaa. Okay. Which, which just happens to be December twenty-fifth. Mm, yeah. We have a big celebration and we share uh food and we share festivities and we, we share uh our hopes and our dreams going into the fact that now we're gonna have Kwanzaa for the next uh Seven days or however many days it is, and so that is rethinking so that we we don't have to have Christmas, we don't have to have that holiday, but we can still so then our children and uh uh the people that come after us uh they can still not feel left out of you know having gifts and celebration mm-hmm. and because I feel like what happens is is we we find these pagan holidays, and then we say, well, we're not celebrating anything. And it's Like, well, why don't you just create your own? Why don't you just create your own? That's
1: food for thought, exactly.
0: Yeah. Okay, so April, uh, February 14th, you don't want Valentine's Day,
1: okay? Oh, yeah. the,
0: why can't you have it be,
1: uh, the love day? Yeah, it's on the 13th, Black Love Day, but yeah, <laughs> oh, 13th is this actual day, yeah, Black Love Day. So, oh, there we go, started in '93,
0: yeah, Ooh, Black Love Day, and there it is, and yeah. so instead of you know, saying, "Well, this is not just create what is. You create what is." Hey, Amen. I'm with you exactly. And mm. so, for me, February shouldn't even be a Black History Month. It should be a Black Future Month. Mm. There you go. And matter of fact, we shared something on Instagram before. I would have to I have to do a lot of scrolling. It was it was a while back. And each each month could mean something. Mm. If we if we make it be what it is, yeah. We we make reality. Here it is three six three hundred and sixty five black days. Mm. Yep. Let's see. I'll, I'll make sure I tag you on it. All right. And it says three sixty five black days. January is Black Healthcare. Mm. February is Black History. Mm. march is black culture april black economics Mm. may about black family Uh, that should be the time where you you know go on vacation with your family june black music and entertainment july black education august black fashion and art september black business october black inventors November, black food, which would be perfect because it's the harvest time.
1: Exactly. December,
0: black mental health. Mm. And so we could create our own calendar of our own reality. But here's the only thing that separates reality from fiction. Believing in it. Believing. Mm. You have to believe that, okay, this is how we're going to see it. On December 25th, I'm not going to celebrate Christmas if I choose not to. What I'm celebrating is the 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 arrival of Kwanzaa mm. on on February 13th. I'm celebrating Black Love or just February period. I'm celebrating Black Love and Black History. Yeah, and so all everything comes down to making a conscious decision of what is going to be my reality. And mm. once you know that it changes everything because as you're talking to someone if that person's reality doesn't line up with your reality at least in some way then y'all are not on the same frequency and there's no reason to keep engaging in further conversations with them man yeah, that's deep cuz they see, they see life in such a different way if i'm presenting these 12 months to someone and they say who would need you know and this is a black person i'm talking to yeah. If if they say who needs twelve months of blackness, then that person is probably not the right person for you're, me to build with. European mindset. If <laughs> yeah. if it, it, too much, if me being black is too much for you, and yeah. me giving you uh, blackness twenty four seven, oh yeah, is too much. Then we are not aligned, my friend.
1: Yeah, sister called me a hot tap. It's like okay, you know that means peace, but okay, <laughs> right? I I never understood the,
0: you know, I've heard that. I, I never understood, uh, the names and all that stuff. I I did not know it meant peace, but that's cool. Yeah, so you, you receive that as being who you are, peace. Yeah, dope. And so you you are what you answer to. Exactly, and that's the beautiful part here. But yeah. We should definitely, man, whenever you're available, uh, you know, let's let's do an episode together uh, back and forth as we continue to grow and expand and look over the culture. Definitely, man. Sound like a plan. Yep. Thank you for coming on the Black Equity Podcast. And yep. I'll be talking to you soon. Appreciate you, man. Peace. Peace. Peace out.